0: We had an amazing event here this weekend, Friday night and Saturday. We had our first ever fall men's advance, which is different than a retreat. Uh, And yeah, we have a retreat in the spring, and uh, the guys of our church, uh, specifically Paul Thompson, Chris Cerniotti, Andrew Kreutz, and Dave Brannon, have... um, been working together and organized another event in the fall, and uh, Friday night we had, I think, 37 guys here um, for, for dinner and for some teaching and fellowship together, and then also then uh, yesterday morning, and it was great. It was, a, it was amazing and so encouraging, so a huge thank you to that, the, the, the team of guys that, are, that helped put it together and for everybody who participating participated, it was, it was wonderful. Well, this has been an interesting week. Yes? You know, regardless of how you voted, I think we're all surprised at the outcome. And uh, maybe as you've been anticipating worship this morning, you've wondered if the sermon would engage and interact with. The election. Here's your answer. Absolutely. In fact, I kind of feel a new freedom um, after this this week, uh, partially because there are laws that prohibit pastors and churches speaking out um, in having to do with elections. Uh, You you got to be careful. And uh, But once the election is, is uh, past tense, there's, uh, there's, there's a little more freedom, I think, to, to talk about what our reality is together. And I just want to say, this is where we all live right now. I think we need to process this together. Since August, actually, this summer, I had planned for this, sum- this Sunday to do this. And honestly, I, I think um, along with everyone else, I think I, I, I thought we'd be talking about the next four years in a much different light. But the main points of what I had on my heart back in August have not changed with Donald Trump having won the election for president of the United States. But let's back up for a second. We've been in a series called Outpouring on the Holy Spirit. The subtitle is uh, Recovery of the Mission of of the Church. And in today's gospel reading, what we have is God the Son, Jesus, teaching about the Holy Spirit the Comforter. And his message here is so perfect for us this week. Jesus is speaking to his disciples just hours before they would have their world turned upside down. Does anyone here know what that feels like? <laughs> think a lot of us do. Jesus' disciples would undoubtedly feel despair, fear, and hopelessness. And I've been hearing these words all week. Maybe you have too, and maybe you're feeling them yourself. And what does Jesus say? What does he give them? He's, he's on his way out the door, so to speak. What does he leave them? Verse 27 Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Peace. We have had unprecedented unrest in our nation in the last five days. Protests, even some riots in the streets of dozens of our cities. And I believe we need to hear these words today. Peace. We need this right now. Whether you voted for Trump, or for Hillary Clinton, or no one, I think we can all agree that our land is in conflict right now. We are at odds with ourselves, and there's no indication that it's getting better yet. So here is Jesus. He gives peace to his followers who are living in a world of turmoil. I want to understand more about this. How does this work? I think in order to comprehend how this is possible, we we need to look at what he says first. First. He's leaving them and he's preparing them for this. He talks about them obeying his commands. And the commands are clearly outlined in the previous chapter, in John chapter 13. There's basically two of them. The first is, let me love you to wash you. This is in the context of his washing the disciples' feet, John 13, 8. Let me love you and let me wash you. And then the second command love each other. Washing each other's feet in the, in the church and in the world. Verses 34 and 35 of chapter 13. Two commands. Jesus says, If you love me, you will do these things be loved and love. And then Jesus says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth. And then later, one of the disciples asked Jesus why he made himself plain to them but not to the world. And, and Jesus' answer is really interesting. He says that the Holy Spirit, the comforter, or as the message translates it, the friend, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of the things I have told you. Verse 26. Now, let's let's understand what's going on here. Jesus is leaving them by by being crucified and then being raised from the dead and then ascending to the Father. But He's going to be gone. And this, this will... Bewilder them. They will be alone. Troubled. They'll be vulnerable in the world, which is an unfriendly world for a brand new small band of believers. But he's leaving them with a friend. The Holy Spirit. Who will guide them. And what is the work of the Holy Spirit, to help them keep the commands, to be loved and washed by God and to love each other, and to wash the feet of the church and the world to serve. Now let's go back to where we began. Peace. Peace I leave with you. I believe these words are for us in this conflicted, uh, tumultuous time uh, and whether you're in favor of the, of the current president or not, the fact that there is serious unrest in our cities is very scary. I don't think I'm alone in finding this unsettling. But I want to say two things to us this morning. The first is that I believe God is sovereign. As the disciple of Jesus, I do not place my ultimate hope in any human Elected or otherwise, my hope is in God, that God knows what he's doing, that God is ultimately in charge, that God can take even a confusing mess like the political life of this nation and bring about his purposes. I believe that. And that is good preaching, and someone should say amen. (laughs) This this is a truth that that the followers of Jesus have held on to for 2,000 years. In times of war and peace, when good leaders and bad leaders come to power, and even when they've been persecuted for their faith, they have held on to the doctrine of the sovereignty of God. And it helps. Believe it. We have a king, and his name is Jesus. Now, second, and this relates directly to our text, when this Jesus was addressing the fear that he saw in the eyes of his disciples, he said this, If you love me, you will keep my commands. Folks, when they were afraid, he, he didn't give them a cuddly teddy bear. He gave them something to do. And he does the same thing for us today. The road to peace that Jesus offers is guided by the Holy Spirit into obeying the commands of Jesus. Love and be loved. This means loving those you don't feel like loving. Perhaps those who believe differently on, on the issues that are dividing our nation. You may not agree, but can you love? I was deeply moved by what Brenda Layton posted on Wednesday morning just after the election. And I didn't ask her permission to share it this morning, but, um, but it was on Facebook, so, it, <laughs> you know, I think it's okay. She wrote this, I'm going to teach my kids the same thing today that I taught them yesterday. And when she says my kids, I think she's talking about her own children, but also the kids of our preschool. She's our preschool director. I'm going to teach my kids the same thing today that I taught them yesterday. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love and pray for your enemies, even when it's inconvenient, especially when it's inconvenient. Love those who think, look, worship, and vote differently than you do. I will teach them that when they choose fear or hate, it makes them just like those they claim to fear and hate. If you voted for Clinton, stay alert. Fight for change. Fight injustice. Choose to love. If you voted for Trump, stay alert. Fight for change. Fight injustice. Choose to love. If you need help, turn to the one king who will not let you down. Jesus Christ. This is our mission. As the church of Jesus Christ, we are to model this attitude. I think we're being led by one of our teachers. We're called to this by Christ himself. Next Sunday, we're going to wrap up this series on the Holy Spirit. But there's something I, I, I just want us to hear loud and clear today. And we see this, actually, in how Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit, using the language of uh, parakletos, this, this Greek word that, he, that gets translated as uh, comforter or advocate or true friend it just he's describing the holy spirit here and in the words of of one of the authors i've been reading stanley harawas who wrote a book on the holy spirit entitled the holy spirit <laughs> uh, he makes this point that friendship and relationships are the quote risky but blessed playground of the Spirit's work. Friendship and relationships, the places where you can express and receive love, are the risky but blessed playground of the Spirit's work. (laughs) We need the Holy Spirit's help in this right now as a nation to realize that What we all have in common is so much more than what divides us. That it is possible to come together in love, despite our differences. And we, the disciples of Jesus, can lead in this. You and me. The Holy Spirit knows how to do this. Even when, especially when we do not know how. And as we ask to be filled with the Spirit, we will be able to do it as well, to love, even when it seems impossible or inconvenient. Can we do this? Can we do it here at Mountain View to to model this for our community? With God's help, I believe we can. And it's the path to peace. Not the world's peace, but the peace that Jesus gives, a peace that defies understanding. The Holy Spirit, our true friend, the Holy Spirit will lead us into peace. Pray with me. Father, today we ask that you will help us as a nation, that you would help us as a community, that you would help us as a church to live in to what Jesus is talking about here, what he's teaching. That you would indeed fill us with your Holy Spirit that we might reach beyond ourselves, beyond our political views, beyond our fears, beyond our inability to imagine how things will get better so that we can reach out to those who are in our families uh, those people at work, in our neighborhoods, here at church, those with whom we may disagree, but whom we are called to love and serve. Oh God, I pray that Mountain View Presbyterian Church will continue to be a place of welcome and non-judgmental love. I pray that nothing will impede our fellowship and our ability to worship together. And that this will be a witness to our community, a witness of peace in the midst of turmoil. Oh God, today we stand together and we say that we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, that we believe that you are sovereign, hallelujah, that you are in charge, that you can be trusted to bring about your purpose in the world. Help us to keep your commands, Jesus. With the filling of your Holy Spirit, we pray that you will empower us to to remain faithful to your mission, and thereby to bring about your peace. For we pray in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.